Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Prima on this great Wednesday. It seems like it's been a while, you guys, but we're still at it, as you can see. We have a special guest today, Katrina Gibson. Can't wait to talk to her. She's an activist for child sexual abuse. She's an actress, an author. She, she does a lot of things. And I can't wait to speak with her today. But remember what I always say, always be kind. You never know what one is going through. It doesn't cost you a thing to compliment somebody. You never know you might make their day. Remember, it's hump day, y'all. Almost on the weekend. But what I always say, too, if you work on the weekend, be thankful you have a job. No need to soak. Be happy you're employed, people. So, anywho, we're going to learn about Katrina Gibson today. So, without further ado, let's see what Miss Katrina Gibson is about. I can't wait. Thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. So if you don't mind, share a little about yourself with us. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so my name is Katrina Gibson. Um, where do I start? I'm a mother of three. Um, and I wear so many hats. I'm a boxer, a nurse. I'm an actress. And I'm also an author. And most importantly... I would say I'm an activist for child sexual abuse. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in, if you don't mind. I have a lot of questions already just by reading your um, bio and everything. So sure. let's start with the Enchanted Claw. Like, what inspired you to even, you know, start writing? Or where do you get your motivation from to, to write, you know, those type of books? Right. So I remember growing up as a child. I remember writing little throwaway poems and little stories here and there. And then I just kind of just went away from it. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything else with it. And here it is years later when COVID first started. And I, I started working from home because I used to work in a long-term care nursing facility. And I didn't know much about COVID at that time. So I kind of came home. And I mean, I, I'm sure like a lot of people have, you know, come home also. But I was at home and a close friend of mine said, hey, won't you write a book? And I was like, Hmm, doesn't sound like a bad idea. So I just sat late one evening because I love to write at night. And I just began to write. And the Enchanted Clock, it was inspired by my late grandmother, Rosetta Holiday. She passed away in um, June of 2019. 
But that story just reminds me so much of her. And my stories are fiction stories. Okay. But I still want to, you know, add those little remnants of my grandmother in there down to, you know, the way she used to cook and things of that nature. So, yeah, I was definitely, you know, she's definitely inspired me to write The Enchanted Clock. So how long does it normally take you to write your book? Because I know, like you said, it doesn't take long. It looks like you about to say it long <laughs> I was about to say it doesn't take long. It's like when I sit down, it just starts flowing. I just, oh, wow. ideas just come and I just <laughs> jot them down. <laughs> Okay, okay. So do you see yourself continuing on this journey as far as being an author and a writer? Like, because this can just be forever. Well, yes, you're absolutely correct because um, recently I did write a short film. Wow. And it's about boxing. Not about me, but it's a, it's about boxing. And we are going to start filming that in July. Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be the main character, of course. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you start boxing or what made that a hobby of yours? Well, it all started with, it was kind of a weight loss thing. Okay. I was, I weighed, I weighed more than I wanted to. Okay. And um, years prior to that, when I worked at the hospital, someone, a random guy just approached me. I didn't know him at that time. He approached me. He said, Hey, I own a boxing gym locally. You want to join? I was like, no, <laughs> uh -oh. I don't want to box. So needless to say, I went, I worked out. And I was a zombie the next day at work. I was like, mm -mm, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't go back. But years later, I needed a cell phone charger. And someone said, hey, there's a, a new place down, you know, downtown in Sumter. And so I was like, okay, I'll go by there. It happens for one of the guys that was affiliated with the gym from before when I gone and did that little right. workout. He was there. He said, hey, I train boxers. You want a box? I was like, no. <laughs> But he was like, well, you know, you can do it to lose weight. And I was like, okay, girl, next thing I knew, he had me in the um, in the boxing ring sparring some girl. <laughs> I don't know who the chick was. He had me sparring. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. So we good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I later on went, you know, I went on to compete and, you know, I won a belt, trophy, things like that. So, I mean, I, I've enjoyed it. Wow. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, yeah. Not that it's a lot of fun. And like you said, a great workout. Yes, it's fun. It's a great workout, but it does teach you discipline. You learn something about yourself that you never knew you had, like that mental toughness. You know, right. you have to have it in order to be able to endure those long runs and mm. all the sparring. I mean, you know, sometimes you might get hit. You might hit somebody else, you know. Yeah. So it's just a lot. Yeah. And then your diet, you got to, oh, you really got to really be very disciplined. So it does teach you discipline. I will say that's something I would definitely stay away from. I'm nowhere near this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us, okay. So you wrote, you wrote for, is it called the Sumter? I don't, I don't want to mess it up. The newspaper. Well, fine. Yep. Yep. The Sumter item. Um, I, I, I write articles for the Sumter item and the Manning times as well. Wow. And they are articles based on pedophilia, you know, and child molestation, things of that nature. Um, I do have one article titled A Victim's Point of View. So what it tells is how a victim feels or may feel, because everyone's story isn't the same. Right. So it, it tells how that person may feel if they're you know, if they've been um a victim of child sexual abuse. Because the world, as bad as it sounds, they're so judgmental. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking about children, you know what I'm saying? We're thinking right. about children, so we shouldn't be so judgmental. I mean, for anyone, you know, for that matter, but when we when it comes to the children we really shouldn't be, you know, trying to judge them. Right. But a lot of people do. And part of it is because a lot of the pedophiles are their family members. Yeah. So I, I want to kind of, 
Yeah, so I definitely want to kind of throw that article in there, you know, a victim's point of view, just so we kind of get an idea of what the victim may be experiencing. And I've, I've gathered that information from people who've been victims of sexual, right. child sexual. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, questions that I do have about that because, mm -hmm. you know, I know there are like some red flags, you know, being that you don't go around, you talk to people about it, you know, you're the voice for it. So there are a few questions I do want to ask you about that. But before mm -hmm. we do so, we're going to go to commercial break really, really quickly, and then we'll come back. Oh, sounds good. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Christy Buss. I'm family member of the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. I'm a dancer choreographer. I traveled around the world and choreograph for daytime television, Days of Our Lives and Passions. I was a Ram cheerleader, a flipper dancer, and now I'm taking that world champion Los Angeles Lakers mentality, and I've created a world champion skincare line called Keto. And Keto is driven from the word hedonism, which is self-love, self-pleasure, self-care. And we want you to understand that we want a relationship with your skin, and we want it to be your other significant other and take Hedo onto a new level of how you take care of your skin. So come join me in learning about our amazing brand called Hedo. Thank you so much. That was um, from Christy Buzz. She has a Hedo product, very, very great skincare line. Shout out to Miss Christy Buzz. Thank you so much. So thank you for, for waiting for that time frame. So, okay, being an activist for child sexual abuse, I know you hear a lot of, you know, different stories and mm -hmm. things. How do you stay, I don't want to say grounded, I don't want to use that word, but how do you stay uplifted when someone's giving you, you know, their story, when the victims are talking to you? Like, how do you stay, whoa, tough? Well, let me let me start by telling you what, what drives me to be an activist. Okay. So after I discovered that a few of my family members, you know, you really love and care for your family members. But I've, I've discovered um, you know, at a certain point that mm -hmm. a few of my family members had been victims of child sexual abuse. And, you know, that just didn't sit well with me. And that really gave me a drive to want to look into this issue more. And, you know, after reviewing statistics regarding child sexual abuse, I, I just realized that I needed to be the voice for victims. So when I'm listening to their stories, it makes me feel that, you know, I can't I can't break down in front of them. I can't break down. I have to be strong so that they realize that it's not their fault. They right. didn't do anything wrong. I want them to feel uplifted. In fact, I even wrote a song recently. It's not out yet. <laughs> and I do have a daughter who's a rapper. So she and I together collaborated and we, we put the song together for victims and survivors of child sexual abuse. You know, as motivation and encouragement. Um, right. Sometimes I will say, you know, when I come home, sometimes it's, you know, I have to just sit and just take it all in sometimes. Yeah. Because it's a lot. It's, it's, it's very undesirable. But someone needs to be the voice for victims because a lot of victims being children, they don't even know they're being victimized. Right. Because, you know, Uncle, I'm just using the name Uncle Tom over here, Uncle Jack, you know, they're telling them, oh, we're just playing a game. You're special. Right. They're giving them the things that their parents won't provide for them right. like those name brand clothes or you know the shoes that they can't get from their, their parents or the cell phone you know they're they're filling those voids for those children so they, they're not even aware that they're really being victimized so i realized that i need to be the voice for these victims right. and so that's what motivates me that's what keeps me going absolutely so with some of the victims um you know coming out to you talking to you 
what are some of the red flags or ways that I don't want to say red flags, but that we can tell that maybe our children are holding back. They don't want to tell us what Uncle Tom did. You know, yeah. what are some things that we can pay attention to as parents that mm-hmm. we can kind of say, okay, you're acting different when you stayed over at Diana house. What's going on? Yeah, well, let me just start by saying, unfortunately, a lot of children never tell about their abuse. Really? In fact, 85% of cases of child sexual abuse are never reported. Wow. And I understand that, or I feel that partly it's because, you know, parents, we need to make sure that our kids feel safe and comfortable talking to us about anything. I mean, it doesn't matter how, you know, like sometimes we might say, oh, mom, let's, you know, we want to talk about this. Uh, Be quiet, you know, go in the room. But it's not that anymore. It never should have been that. We as parents, we need, I don't know if you have kids or not, but I'm I have three. Okay. (laughs) So you understand. We as parents, we need to make sure that our kids are able to trust us with their most intimate thoughts or feelings or whatever it may be. And then that way we build, you know, we build that trust with our children. If a child feels that they can't trust us, they're not going to come to us and tell us anything. And even if they're being victims of abuse, they're not going to report it. They're not going to say anything. I mean, ladies, they're even in their 40s and 50s and 60s, they're still dealing with it. They've never told anyone. But for the children who may, you know, some children may exhibit some signs as far as, let's say they were making good grades in school mm-hmm. and now their grades aren't so good anymore Okay. or vice versa. So see, it's, it's one of those fine lines, you know. It could be vice versa. The child could be making bad grades in school, but because they know something is wrong and they can't say anything about it, now their grades are improving. They want to be the perfect little child at home. They want to start washing the dishes. They want to right. they want to just make themselves feel that there's nothing wrong, everything is normal, and you know it's okay. I've never looked at it that way. Right, yeah. And I mean, in one in four boys, well, one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually assaulted before their 18th birthday. Mm. Mm. And I mean, we just have to really, as parents, we just really have to sit and talk with our children. Right. And unfortunately, I'll say this again, um, even talking to your children, sometimes you still don't know. So I will say, I mean, even down to visiting the doctor's offices, I would say, you know, maybe they need to, um, and that's something I'm going to look into as well, getting with medical staff, because there's no reason why a medical doctor or a nurse should not be able to, you know, once they do a physical examination. Right. They should not be able to not tell right. the child's being sexually abused. And I'm not putting the blame on them, but there's something that, that needs to be done extra that can determine if that child is being sexually abused. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? Because so, we don't want them growing up with that. Because like I said, it's, sometimes it's no, they, they just don't tell you. Um, other signs, um, if a child stopped wetting the bed and then they, they, for some reason, just started, you know, wetting the bed all over again, right. that can be a sign as well. Um it just, I mean, it just varies from child. I mean, child, child, child. Yeah, it just, it just really varies. Yeah. So, in your experience, um, and I know you probably, you know, maybe were able to speak to a victim early on, and then, you know, maybe they grew up. It's a couple years later. Does that? And I know it probably does, and I'm 100 certain it does affect mm-hmm. their adult life. You know, like, can one actually go on without even thinking about that? It's a way to like block it out. You know, oftentimes one of the first places that we're um, uh, sent or whatever, like a victim is sent, is to counseling. Mm-hmm. But I always say, you know, a lot of counselors, they want to give the child med medications. Right. Or, you know, and even with the extensive counseling and medication, there's still an underlying issue. 
that needs to be resolved. So, and unfortunately, it's on an individualized basis. So sometimes counseling may help depending on the extent of the trauma. For someone who's been being sexually assaulted for years versus someone who's, you know, had that one experience, you would think that a person who's been assaulted for years would be, you know, in a in a worse state than a person that was assaulted one time, but it's not always the case. It's just it's just on an individualized basis. And that's why I've chosen, you know, I decided to be the voices for victims so that we can really um, hone in on the research and really, you know, try to get to the bottom of these issues to figure out from child to child, you know, what can we do in the schools? Right. Like I said earlier, what can we do in the medical facilities to find out, maybe to figure out early on what's going on with these children? So I did recently create a flyer, um, you know, and it just it just basically breaks down some of the things we just talked about as far as the signs and um, things like that that parents need to be aware of. Um, each case is different, but right. I, I you know, I, and I go around, I go around on a daily basis, hanging flyers, like in the laundromats and I call the schools and get them to, you know, I speak with guidance counselors and, and, you know, hand them my flyers and just try to figure out what it is that we can do in the school. So we're just getting into that. And, um, another thing I look forward to doing is, you know, changing some of the laws regarding pedophilia because they're not right. They have these, they have the, the sex offender, um, registry is it has over 750,000 mm. listed on that registry and legislature wants to be able to remove some of the names from the registry wow. based on the fact of recidivism where they feel that the registered sex offenders don't reoffend but remember i did state earlier that 85 percent of cases are never reported, never reported. so who's to say that they're not reoffending. Absolutely. So that doesn't resonate well with me. So that's that's something I'm going I'm going to be looking into as well. Well, definitely kudos to you for even you know doing this. We need this. Um, a lot of parents don't know how to go about talking to their children. Mm -hmm. So just by you answering those questions, like when I asked you that just now, I thought in my head, have I ever just sat down and asked my kids, like, mm -hmm. have you ever been touched? You know, right. has anybody ever fonded you? I don't know if a normal day, even a normal parent, you know, just mm -hmm. actually ask your kid mm -hmm. that. You may say what's wrong with you or mm -hmm. what's going on, but do we ask those lady right. questions? Boom. Has yeah. somebody else touched you? Yeah, and lots of times, you know, we're working, we're working maybe one, two, and three jobs even. Yeah. And, or, and we may be like adults, you know, going to adult education classes. So it's like, you know, we have our own lives and then we have these children too, but we have to make time. You know, it's, no, it's not the parents' fault. It's not the children's fault. You know, it's the fault of the pedophiles and the, yeah. the child yeah. molesters. But we still have to, you know, make that time, you know, to speak with our kids and make sure that they, that, that we're, that we seem like trusting people to them. Because right. if they're not able to confide in us, then the chances of them confiding in strangers, very slim. Very slim. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's a very touchy subject. You know, I didn't mean to stay on it too long, but no. you know, there's something that definitely needs it's to necessary. be necessary. Right. It's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah, necessary. So what can we do, you know, um, to help, you know, to help get it out there? Even if we have to post the flyers, I don't know, on Facebook, I don't know if that'll help or just yeah, you know, actually get them and put them out too. I'm willing, you know, to do that for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Um, You can go on my Facebook page, um, Voices for Victims. Voices That's, um, for yeah, Voices for Victims. You can go on that page and you can even email me at vfvictims at gmail. Um, and you can email me and I can, you know, send anyone who's interested, I can send you a flyer. You know, you can print it in your hometown and, you know, post the flyers. I would greatly appreciate that. Like I say, I'm, I'm doing it in my city and the, you know, the city's next to me. And sometimes when I travel out of state, you know, I'll pass them out there as well. 
But yeah, that would definitely be a big help if anyone who's interested and would like to, um, you know, get a flyer sent to them. I would greatly appreciate that. They can do so by emailing me at vfvictims at gmail.com. Um, and they can also message me on Facebook um, at Voices for Victims. Yeah. Um, do you think that's a problem? Excuse me. Do you think that's a problem in the black community with children express, expressing their feelings? I think there's a problem in all communities with children expressing their feelings. I don't I don't think it's race. You know, I don't think it's based on the race of the child because it's mm -hmm. happening to all races. And like I stated earlier, I think it's just based on, um, you know, if they feel that they can trust their parent, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe that pedophile has coached has coached the child for so long. Right. And manipulated them. So and they're children, so they don't they can't really. You know, they don't feel comfortable verbally stating that to their parents. They don't know what the parent is going to say. And oftentimes the kids are right because the parents aren't going to believe them. So we, we're, we're really dealing with something here. Mm. And then yeah. as parents, we have to be mindful on how we speak to our children as well. You know, we yeah. understand we're the adult. They know we're the adult, but we still, yeah. what's the saying? And I know I always mess up a saying, um, respect is due to a dog. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, yeah. I understand they're children, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, they're still human. You mm -hmm. know, they're still mm -hmm. human beings that's going to grow up. We still need to kind of talk to them differently so they'll feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, they're coming to us. You can't yeah. fuck with everything. Yeah. And that same, that same thing dawned on me later in life. You know, I, I raised my kids for, you know, a good part of their lives, you know, without even asking them, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, once I found out about my family members, you know, that had been sexually abused, mm -hmm. that, that was a question that that stuck out to me. That was something that stuck out to me. I said, you know, respect is due to adults. So I started respecting my kids, you know, mm. in a different way. And people may, oh, well, you know, you're the parent. Yeah, I'm the parent, but I want what's best for my children as exactly. well. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh, that's a great conversation, yeah. Katrina. Yeah. I'm telling you, a lot of people don't think like that. I'm the parent. I tell you what to do, but you want your kid to be comfortable to come to you with them hard, yeah. hard conversations. Yeah. Yeah, because if they can't talk to us, guess what? They're going to talk to somebody, and what is that somebody going to tell them? Yeah. Who knows? Would they tell them the right thing? Would they tell them the wrong thing? Yeah. Who knows? What What are their parents telling them? So, yeah. um, Alan said, this is reminding me of that movie, um, Woman Thou Art Loose. Katrina, mm -hmm. if you know that movie and remember it. I don't think I ever watched that movie. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, think I, 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 I do remember the title of it. All the interesting details, uh, I'm not 100% sure about, but I do remember that title. But I will, when I get off here, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to look that it's up. It's not yeah, like someone I'm yeah. watching, though. But <laughs> yeah, Anything someone says to me, I, I like to look it up, you know, just to kind of see, you know. Yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Thank you for that. Was that um, Alex? Or? Mm -hmm, that was Alex. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate that. Yeah, I never heard of that movie, but it sounds like it's a, a good movie, especially for them to bring it up during this topic. So yeah, I and I will also, I'm sorry. And I would just also like to say, um, if you guys hadn't checked the registry in your neighborhood or in your state, please do so. I mean, just go do a Google search, you know, mm -hmm. um, the National Sex Offender Registry, put your address in or the you know, our name that you may be right. suspect in, and, and definitely find out if there are pedophiles, you know, living in your neighborhood. Because, of course, you know, this may be someone that you're speaking to every day and not even aware not that they are. You right about that. Yeah, so yeah, please do a lot of people don't think about. You know, mm -hmm. they don't think, okay. I know a lot of home buyers before they move in neighborhoods, they check the schools out, um, uh -huh. and things, but it probably that's probably not on a list to check the registry. So yeah, and another thing too, I'm glad you mentioned schools. A, a lot of times, um depending on what tier 
a registered sex offender is, like they have like tier one, two, three, whatever. Yeah, never knew that. They tell them that they're not able to reside within 1,000 feet of home um, of, of schools and playgrounds. But I found and discovered that they're allowed to go to the schools, like to basketball games. Are you saying minors are present, right? And so my thing is, how is that possible? So that's something else I'm looking into as well. Definitely, yes. I'm looking at that because as parents in the stand, you know, we're sending our kids to concession stands, yep. eating food. Don't give me some you know, Right. What what is it that's gonna let us know that there are pedophiles in the area? Why are there pedophiles even allowed in yep. places where minors are if they've been convicted of that crime? So these are things that they, they, I mean, they just don't resonate well with me at all. So, yeah, you got to excuse me because I get kind of, yeah, I get kind of passionate about it. I'm yeah, just... I get, yeah, I get, yeah, I get keyed up about it. I'm gonna tell you, yeah. But you know, um, whenever we talk about the number of cases that aren't reported, you know, I just feel my heart goes out to the victims mm. of child sexual abuse. I mean, of, of abuse period. But you know, we're just discussing the topic of child sexual abuse, so my heart does go out, and I do feel some kind of way about that. Right. I'm... My heart goes out too. And I, I, you know, again, kudos to you, you know, shout out to you, Katrina, for even, you know, coming up with this, doing this, because again, we need it. It needs to be discussed. Um, we need someone we can ask these type of questions to and get feedback mm -hmm. from. Um, just yeah. one more time, what is your Facebook and your um, Gmail for anyone that may want to reach out to you? Okay. Yeah. So my Facebook is Voices for Victims. And you can email me at vfvictims at Gmail. And my organization, we're currently accepting donations for anyone who would like to donate, you know, to support the movement. Because, like I said, I'm I'm gonna do what I, you know, what I what I gotta do for the for the victims. Um, if they want to support the movement, they can do so at my cash app at um, dollar sign K Boxing One Two Three, or they can do so at dollar sign V F Victims. So totally, yeah. Now, is there anything else that we met? Because I know we stayed on that, and I apologize. But is there anything else that you would like to discuss that we did not touch on today? Hmm, that's a good question. Though. <laughs> um, so we did talk about um, we did talk about the boxing, which I'm actively training now. Because, like I said, I'm going to I'm going to start recording the movie, and we're going to start filming in July. How do yeah. you feel about uh, you boxing? How does who feel? Your kids. Oh my God, they love it, and I actually teach them how to box. So yeah, yeah, they actually they actually love it. And you know, with boys, they're boys are different. They don't want to feel like their mom is teaching them how to fight. You know, right, so, right. I'm like, you know, my son Dre. I'm like Dre. You know, because he's in he's in um a basketball player in college. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's 19. He's like six five. He's a point guard, mm -hmm. and he um I'll be like Dre, come here, let me show you this. He like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what? The next week he like one, two, three. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I see you. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's really cool. I mean, he even he even messaged me and his sisters the other day, and because what happened, my daughter, I sell I sell a lot of my books like at random places sometimes too. I um I go to like flea markets sometimes, you know, to sell my books. I mean, I want my books all over. So um, for Mother's Day, my daughter, she surprised me. They showed up at the free market with T-shirts on, with my picture, with some boxing gloves, you know, with one of my slogans, because I, I make like little slogans or whatever, T-shirts. And so that was a very good surprise. And he um, he messaged us saying, hey, you know, we got to represent. So, yeah, so he had a T-shirt on. I'm like, okay, cool, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you have a great support system. That's oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 Okay. But um, if they do want to find those, I'm sorry. 
No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, if they do want to find those articles, they can do a Google search. I don't want to say the exact um, URL, but they can do a Google search and search um, the Sumter item, S-U-M-T-E-R item. And there are four articles currently that I've written, published, and they're they're on there um, regarding pedophilia, child molestation, things of that nature. So yeah, definitely if you can grab those articles and share them, right, right, them so that we can, yeah, as a part of increasing awareness as well. Yeah, I would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I most definitely will do that. Um, I'm gonna email you so you can send me some flyers. Yeah. I work in a doctor's office, so you know I come in contact Ooh. with the community. And actually, on Saturday we're having a health fair. So that'll be great for me to, um, you know, have it out there too. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, oh my God, yes, I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. Welcome. Yeah, hey, I really appreciate that. Dream made the dream work. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. 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 You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Miss Katrina Gibson, I don't want to hold you too long because, like we were saying earlier, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody got a lot to do, but this was yeah. definitely needed. Oh, so yes, most definitely. Out to you know, come on, talk you're to us, welcome. and share some light on a situation that needs mm-hmm. to be talked about. Yeah, you're more. very welcome. Yeah, checking on checking your loved ones, everyone. Make sure that they're okay. Make sure that you know there's nothing going on with them as best you know to the best of your ability. It's not your fault, you know. If they don't tell you, but um. I will say we can do our parts and, you know, and ask those questions. Mm -hmm. And also I would like to say um, to pedophiles and child molesters, if you are a pedophile or a child molester, please seek help. Mm. You know, there, there's no one judging you. We just want you to seek help so that you don't continue to abuse innocent children. Mm. Please just seek help. That was powerful. Um, The reason I say that, you know, not just the message, but the point of you even, um, actually speaking to them you know we will speak to the victims all day long you know we'll say what we have to say but you're the first person i actually heard say into the pedophiles you know to the ones out here that's doing it you're the first person i've heard say that yeah thank you and i do feel it's very necessary because they're the ones that are committing the crimes and we can get a message to them directly so they can maybe commit themselves to a mental facility um and get you know medication even though you know statistically you know how much of medication will really help well they can get down to that underlying cause of the problem you know being a nurse for 12 years my whole thing is yes there's medication but there's an underlying issue that we need to get to the bottom of so they can do that then we're well on our way of maybe even stopping child sex abuse. so that that's my goal that that's my ultimate goal is to stop child sexual abuse but i will start by increasing it in any way that i can yeah um do you go around um actually like to the schools or different communities and speak on the topic yeah so that's that's definitely something i'm getting into um as well um you know with passing the flyers out to the counselors at the school that's definitely something i always say hey and if you guys have a public speaking event or anyone you know that maybe listen to the broadcast this evening if there's a public speaking event that you would like me to be a part of that i can you know shed some light on the situation definitely feel free to reach out to me um they can do so at vfvictims at gmail.com and you know just send me a message or on my um facebook page at voices for victims wow yeah that's amazing i'll definitely keep in touch um we had um, a few, you know, guests on, and it'll be great if we can just all come together and have mm-hmm. this big community event. Right. 
Yes. Whatever. We can call it a state event. I don't know, but you know, it, it'll be yeah. awesome. But that might be something okay. I need to put in the works for maybe not this year, but next year, because that's just how mm -hmm. big I want it to be. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely keep me um keep me posted with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Will, definitely. Yeah. Well, Miss Katrina Gibson, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Like I always say with this show, if it only reaches one person, if it only mm -hmm. benefits one person if it only resonates to one person i feel like i did my job you know so it, it one day at a time one person at a time a change is definitely going to come yeah and i would also like to say if they go to my um youtube channel okay like katrina gibson there's um videos that i posted up there regarding pedophilia child molestation there's um statistics on there if you guys can just go like subscribe share that page share 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 that page and let everyone around the world see those videos so that we know that, you know, th there's an issue going on mm -hmm. that we need to do something about as a, yeah. as a community, you know, we, we really need to hone in and just figure out what it is that we can do. Right. You know, as voices right. for victims, I'm not the only voice for victims. You're, you're a voice for, for yeah. victims. You know, yeah. Everyone that's listening to this broadcast, we're all voices for victims. Yeah. So we can definitely do our part, you know? Absolutely. So and this is not a topic that we hear a lot about you know so yeah we definitely need to put this out here y'all make sure y'all go subscribe share the channel we need the knowledge we definitely need the knowledge thank you okay i'm gonna go subscribe as soon as i get off of here look at some videos share them and everything we gotta we gotta do okay. this i'm with you i have your back thank you You're i more appreciate than more it's than very welcome. important it's very important much needed you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, Katrina, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and do my part. I'm going to email you, subscribe and everything, so I get those flyers for the health care we have on Saturday. Thank and you. You're welcome. As, you, as we always say, on Let's Sit and Talk with Freema. Peace and love.